Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. The Odyssey Writing Workshop is an intensive six-week program for writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror whose work is approaching publication quality, and for published writers who want to improve their work. Odyssey is held each summer on the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Adult writers from all over the world apply. Only 15 are admitted. Top authors, editors, and agents serve as guest lecturers. For more information, visit www.odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 78 is an excerpt from a lecture by Catherine M. Valente at Odyssey 2014 on openings and titles. The text of this recording is copyright 2014 by Catherine M. Valente. The sound recording is copyright 2014 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. It's very easy to stop reading. It's far easier to stop reading than it is to keep reading. So you're constantly trying to bribe your reader into keeping going with the story. I think of it as a system of credit. Your title, which we're going to talk about in a second, if your title is interesting, that buys the reader's attention for the first line. If the first line's interesting, that buys their attention for the first paragraph. If the first paragraph's interesting, that buys their attention for the first page. And if you can get them through the first page, you can probably get them through the first chapter of a novel, and you can get them through about half a short story if that first page is, is compelling. And it doesn't have to be compelling in plot, it doesn't have to start with a nuclear explosion, but you have to give them a voice they want to listen to, or a character they want to follow, or a place they want to see, or a nuclear explosion. Um, if you can get them through a chapter, you can get them through half a book. And if you get them through half a book, you can probably get them to the end. If you get them through half a short story, you can get them to the end. But it is a system of credit. And that actually sort of explodes outwards in a meta sense, that if you can get someone to finish one of your books, they will pick up the next book. If it was interesting and good, they will buy your next book. And if you can get them to buy two, they will probably buy all of your books forever. However, much as with real banks, bad credit counts for more than good credit. And if you write a book that made somebody angry, they will probably never pick up anything of yours ever again and tell all their friends that they don't like it. That's okay. Not everybody is going to like everything you write. But there is this system of credit, and if you look at your own reading patterns, it holds pretty true. Okay, so titles. Titles are so important, you guys. I know people think that, it, that they're not, but they're kind of the most important thing in getting someone to actually pick up a story, whether that means clicking on it or not. Uh, if you're looking through the table of contents of an anthology, you're going to look for the most interesting titles and flip to that story right away. Most people don't finish an anthology they buy. They don't read every story. They flip through and look for the stories that they find interesting. So your title is like your billboard telling people that they need to buy into this story. There are a lot of ways of titling things. Science fiction has such an amazing tradition of titles. Samuel Delaney... Heinlein, uh, Bradbury, they had some extraordinary, extraordinary titles. Every time I look at a Delaney title, I just get jealous and sit in the corner. Um, <laughs> and there are as many ways of titling things as you can possibly imagine. So let's look at some of the ways that we can title stories. And really, uh, if you pick something that's not on here, but it's interesting and grabby, then that's fine. Anything that grabs the eye. Uh, my father's family is deeply involved in advertising, so that may be why I think titles are so important. But as an editor as well, if I see, if I have 
and I did sometimes have 200 stories to read through in a week, I am going to go to the ones that have interesting titles first. I'm going to go through those first. And the ones that don't have interesting titles, yes, obviously I will get to them eventually. But my enthusiasm to dive into those right away is slightly less. So, uh, you can name it after a character. This actually happens in movies constantly. Like Secret Life of Walter Mitty, we have a name involved there. The, I don't even remember the actual title of the Jack Ryan movie that came out, but they put the name Jack Ryan in the title because the name of the protagonist for a movie is communicative of everything they want to say. Jack Ryan's a strongly masculine name. It's a name that uh, has a track record that people have gone to see before. They're bringing people in on the strength of a badass name. So character names can be very powerful. I mean, what, what do, has anyone read The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? So, I mean, what, what is, even without knowing anything about the book, we know so much from the title. Walter Mitty is a strange name, but not that strange. It reads as very middle America. And yet we have the whole secret life aspect. So these can be strong. It's not always the strongest, uh, particularly in science fiction, because we have alien names, and you don't necessarily want to put those on the cover because they're hard to pronounce. I personally have a strong bias against um, titling a story or a novel after a made-up word in that world. So I wouldn't have called... Well, no, nobody would have, but you wouldn't call the Game of Thrones series Westeros. It's not very interesting. It's a made-up word, and it's hard for people to remember a word that isn't in English. Um, I wrote a book called Palimpsest. That's a perfectly prominent English word. People couldn't pronounce it. My editor couldn't pronounce it, couldn't spell it. Every single time I go to talk about that book, somebody says it wrong, and I regret it. Um, so you can also have, uh, this is a Theodore Goss story, you can also have uh, that strong name, but committing an action. So Professor Berkowitz stands on the threshold. is an inherently interesting title. Perhaps not the most interesting title in the world, but it is interesting. You know that there is going to be some kind of liminal space in this, you know that somebody is a professor. This gives you information about the story. The titles that commit the greatest sins, as far as I'm concerned, are the ones that are linguistically uninteresting and tell you nothing about the story. you got to have one or the other. It has to be toothy and interesting, good to say, or it has to give you some information about what's going to happen in the story. You can't not have either one. Um, so you can name it after the setting. There are Palimpsest is actually the name of a city. There are a number of books that are named after towns. Spoon River Anthology comes immediately to mind. It is not always the most interesting thing, but if the name of, of your setting is in and of itself a good word, it can work. Um, I just thought of one. Oh, so I used to live in a town in Ohio that has an awesome name, and every time I told anybody where I lived, they were like, and that's the name of your realist novel when you stop writing science fiction, because I lived in Chagrin, Ohio. <laughs> so that, I think, is a great title. I haven't written anything with that title yet, but uh, it, it can be incredible. Um, I was polling people for what they thought the best titles and openings for short stories were before I came here, and somebody mentioned a Louise Erdick story that is uh, Disaster Stamps of Pluto, uh, which is also named after the setting, but a great title. Uh, you can have a unifying theme. So I put A Song of Ice and Fire here because it's the first thing that came to mind. That is obviously a series title rather than a story title or a novel title. But it is trying to say something holistic about the whole series altogether and something poetic at the same time. The Orphan's Tales series that I wrote is called The Orphan's Tales as a series. The first book is In the Night Garden and the second book is In the Cities of Coin and Spice. So The Orphan's Tales is meant to unify and give you an idea of what the whole series is about and the individual titles are meant to guide you into each book. 
but each book can also have a, a unifying title that doesn't, it's not a quote from the book, it's not a character's name or anything like that, it is just a, a theme or a motif that you've teased out, phrased interestingly enough for a title. Um, can, they can be referential, titles that were quotations from elsewhere, it can also be a line that somebody says within the book. I'm trying to think of the Rick Bow story that came out a couple of years ago that had uh, something, something, something the policeman said, which is just absolutely a line from the story. Here's the problem. Uh, you can't always rely on the fact that everybody's going to know what your quotation is from. If it's from something real, you may also run into copyright, depending on how long the line is. But if it's from something real, you may not be able to rely on people's external knowledge. So it has to not only be a quotation from something, but a quotation that in and of itself says something about the story. It can't just be some tiny bit of Shakespeare that nobody else will recognize because somebody wore black in the story. It has to in and of itself be interesting. And internal quotations, uh, especially in short stories, I think this is incredibly important in short stories. If it is a quotation from the story, that should be your last line or an important line, a pivotal line. It can't just be your favorite line that you wrote the best. When the title of the story comes at the end and is aligned with punch, it can be great. It can be incredibly powerful, and the title can actually be part of the narrative of the story, and that's a great trick to pull off. You can also end up, however, with the situation where I bet you've all watched a movie where someone says the title of the movie and you just want to give it a slow clap. Like, way to say the not very interesting title of this film. So if it's going to be a quotation from the story, it has to be, I think, uh, it has to vibrate within the story. It has to stand out. It has to uh, echo back and forth to the walls of the story because you're relying on your own words to title the story as well uh, rather than any of these other schema. And you don't want anybody to jerk out of the story if they feel that that choice was too obvious. Um, you can name them after objects within the story or objects outside of it, the record player, you know, things like that. That just was off the top of my head. It's not a very interesting title. But if there's an important uh, object within the story, uh, if there's a quest object, if it's a grail story, that kind of thing, you can pull that object out, an inanimate object. Um, there are a number of ways to title your stories, but the most important thing, and the thing that I think science fiction definitely has a handle on, is even if you're not really into purple prose or interesting, like, poetic, linguistic uh, techniques, your title can be, and that will bring people into the story. Uh, Samuel Delaney's Jewel Hinge Jaw and uh, all the wonderful Stars in My Pockets Like Grains of Sand, all the wonderful, wonderful titles that he has come up with, and Bradbury uh, was even better. Those stories are actually uh, not enormously linguistically experimental, but those titles just echo forever. Even people who have never read those books have heard those titles and they remember those titles. The human brain loves poetry. It does. We tend to lose that in the modern academic sense of poetry. But the fact is that we love those rhythms from when we are children. We love rhymes and rhythms and meter. English falls into iambic pentameter pretty naturally. And if you have a title that will just flow off of somebody's mouth, they are going to look at your story and they're probably going to be able to tell someone else about that story. Uh, the title is the first time you have a chance to make an impression on a reader. And so it doesn't pay to have that title just sit there and not serve any function. The text of this recording is copyright 2014 by Catherine M. Valente. The sound recording is copyright 2014 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.